Welcome to Embrace Live Thrive, a podcast to encourage women that depression and anxiety are not normal parts of motherhood. To realize that taking care of yourself is important and you, mom, are worthy of care and that is the best way to care for your family. Join me as we talk through issues in mental, social, nutritional, physical health, and so much more. Now is the time to start talking and admit that motherhood is the hardest thing we have ever done, but also the most rewarding. I hope you were able to listen as I tell you that it is okay to not be okay, but what is not okay is to stay there. I hope to equip you with tools, tips, resources to help get you through some of life's most exhausting moments. And at the end of the day, realize that you are the best mom out there for your family. Welcome to episode two of Embrace Live Thrives podcast. My name is Sarah Meyer, and I am so glad that you have found me. This week's topic may sound a bit odd, but I know that many women struggle with it. They just didn't know that it has a name. Our topic this week is imposter syndrome, and by a quick definition, it's a collection of feelings of inadequacy despite evidence of success, and individuals often suffer from chronic doubt. Christy Bram is a licensed counselor who talks to us about how imposter syndrome is a negative filter on life where we often look at ourselves as not capable of anything good at our own. This is often worsened by the facade of perfectionism. She encouraged us to start listening to our internal voices and really focusing on the positive thoughts and letting go of unrealistic expectations of ourselves. This is a great interview. Christy is just hilarious. As with anything, if it strikes a chord, please like and share your pod- this podcast with your friends. So without further ado, here's Christy. Hey guys, I'm so glad that you decided to join us today and hear about this fascinating topic. Um, I'm also really, really excited to introduce you um, to one of my favorite people, Christy Brim. She was my counselor and talked through um, just a lot of, helped me work through a lot of problems and um, kind of rediscover some things about myself that was super important. And today we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome and how it relates to motherhood. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, hang in there. I promise this will make sense. Um, I had no idea that this was even a thing before I learned about it. So I want you to just to hang in there, listen, and see what you think. If uh, Christy, if you would go ahead and just like introduce your background and kind of tell us about yourself a little bit, that'd be great. Sure. Hi, I'm Christy Brim. I'm a licensed professional counselor in Cottleville, Missouri. And um, yeah, my journey getting here has kind of been all over the map. So I was um, in school to do seminary at some point in time, then I stopped to have babies and um, came back when they were all in school. So I was nearly 40 when I got back on this path and became licensed and all of that. So um, I've been married 21 years. I have three, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have three kids that are 16, 14, almost 13. So I think I think that was part of the plan for me is like having experienced marriage and hard things in marriage and having experienced motherhood and the beauty and the hard parts of motherhood. And so I think it was the right time for me to become a counselor um, closer to 40. So that's how I got here. Oh, and I think that, I just love that, that at any age, you can go back and do something that you're passionate about. Absolutely. You know, you weren't, you didn't go down that road of, you know, I'm 
already too old and I have kids and da 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 da. The fact that you stepped back into it in a phase of life where you knew you could, I love that. I love, love, love that. Um, so let's kind of jump right into this topic. Um, when I say imposter syndrome, what, how would you even define or describe what that even is? How I would describe imposter syndrome is this disconnect between what you've actually accomplished, what you're capable of, even how others perceive you, mm-hmm. and then how you're perceiving yourself. So, for example, if the filter is like, oh, you really, you got that great job, I'm going to attribute that to like, well, they didn't have any other candidates, or I was in the right place at the right time, but if something bad happens, then I take it all on myself. So the filter is kind of this negative filter of like, I'm not capable on my own, so if something good happens, it's some external factor made that happen, Mm -hmm. not anything in me. And it's different from humility, right? Yeah. Humility that says like, you know, you could work hard and do this too. This is like more Mm self-abasing. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, for sure. With imposter syndrome, it's thinking that you're not worth anything that you actually get, that you're not enough, that you aren't worthy of getting anything good. Therefore, exactly. It has to be some, some other reason that it just happened to happen to you. Um, so in thinking about what we just talked about, why do you feel like mothers in particular feel so, um, hit up with this imposter syndrome in the sense that, you know, they're not good enough to be this mother or they're never right, or they can't do anything well. Mm -hmm. Like what, why do you feel like mothers can struggle with this topic? I think there are a lot of factors. I think women in particular struggle Mm -hmm. with this topic because... First of all, if you think back to how women's roles were 50 years ago, right? There was Mm -hmm. this expectation of, you know, being a domestic goddess and being good in the home and looking beautiful when your husband comes home and all of those things. And somehow, though things have morphed and changed, Mm -hmm. we haven't been able to drop that totally. Yeah. Right? So now we're trying to juggle like, oh, I'm also a mom and I'm also working and I'm also volunteering at my kid's school. And now people are doing virtual school with their kids and they're feeling like I have to do this all really great and I have to have a homemade pie to take to this thing and um you know I so I think cultural norms is part of it Mm -hmm. I think when you become a mom you're new at it everybody is new at it yeah so there's this feeling of uncertainty and then we have social media making it look like it's so easy for everybody in there. Yeah. Even now, you know, everyone has their living room pictures with their stockings and their perfect tree and their kids hanging the ornaments and it yeah. looks like a Hallmark card. And what you don't see is behind the scenes, the kids fighting and throwing the things and yeah. that's real life. But social media presents such this a facade of perfection. And mm-hmm. so we get it in our, in our minds like, this is so easy for everybody else and I must be failing at it because this does not feel easy for me. This is a struggle. And sometimes I'm just like, I need a break and I need to go away. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think it's a, it's a couple things. It's cultural norms. It's social media. And then add to that, this is for any human, the messages you grew up with Yeah. become your internal voices. Yeah. So if you grew up with parents who expected such a level of perfection mm-hmm. that they 
couldn't walk you through failure in a gracious way of like, I'm so glad you tried that, even if you failed. You know, if you heard the message of you should have done that better, you should have gotten an A in everything, you Mm -hmm. should have gotten that score, you know, that goal in the soccer game, that really um, contributes to how you think of yourself too, those internal voices. Oh, yeah. Childhood trauma is something we will definitely be talking about here later. Um, but going back to this imposter syndrome, um, how, how do we combat those things? Like those feelings of self-doubt, I'm not enough, I can't do anything right. What are some strategies and some tools that we can just meet it head on and say, hey, I'm going to stop thinking this way? I think there are several. Um, one is to recognize we're doing that. Mm-hmm. That's the first piece is like, I'll ask people, what is the voice in your own mind telling you yeah. right now about that failure that you experienced? And so when you start to notice, whoa, I'm really talking to myself, kind of mean. Yeah. Then that's the first step, you mm-hmm. know? Like, we would never talk to a friend like that. We would be so much yes. more compassionate if, if our friend was like, gosh, I really am struggling being a mom today, and I kind of don't even like my kids today. Yeah. We wouldn't oh, be so, like, you so should children. <laughs> we would never do that. We would be yeah. like, oh my gosh, everyone feels yeah. like that. So recognizing that we're doing that, and then talking to real people. Like, yeah. get off social media a little bit, yeah. and just say to those people who look so perfect, Man, what was this day really like for you? Mm -hmm. And what you're going to find out is that nobody feels confident. No. As confident as they appear. Um, So getting your network. Getting your Mm -hmm. network of community and support. Join a mom's group. Yeah. Talk to your neighbors. Like, whatever it takes to, like, talk to other people and just realize, oh, perfection isn't a thing. Like, I'm yeah. striving, I'm striving, I'm striving. It's not a thing. I mean, I can't be a perfect wife and mother and volunteer and all at the same time. Like, yeah. something, that's the next step is, like, let something go. Yeah. Everything you say yes to is mm-hmm. a no to something else. And so figuring out, like, okay, do I need to, like, keep piling more on my plate? Yeah. Or at some point, do I need to go, I need another plate. Yeah. I'm going to pass you this one. (laughs) Like, I can't do it all. So if I can't keep my house clean, maybe Mm -hmm. that plate goes to somebody else. And that's okay. Just letting go of some of those expectations. Um, I would also say just be real about, I'm not good at everything. And that's okay. That doesn't make me a terrible human. We all have strengths, and it's kind of a joke. Like, I've 100% embraced this when, like, I am not good at getting up early, and my kids <laughs> make fun of me all the time, like, Mom, like, why do we have to wake you up? Like, my answer is, I can't be good at everything. <laughs> like, that's just the truth. Like, I will be fun and funny when I've had my coffee, and about it's 10 about 10 o'clock. <laughs> So, yeah, I think just being real, like, I think when we are affirmed as kids, Mm -hmm. we can also get this message that, like, you can do anything. Mm -hmm. And what's true is we can't. Like, I started school pre-med, and I'm terrible at science. (laughs) So, like, though I am smart and I'm good in school, I can't do everything. I had to really figure out, like, who am I designed to be specifically? And Mm -hmm. let go of the things that 
okay, other people are good at that. Let them do that. Ugh, there's so many golden nuggets in there. So many golden nuggets. I just talked and talked and talked. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Um, but one of the things I really kind of want to hone in about what you just talked about is really just kind of hit the nail on the head that nobody's perfect. No life is perfect. The social media in particular can just make this presentation that, you know, this mom can handle all these things. It's not true. Not true. It's not true. Everybody has problems. Everybody has struggles. Everyone yells at their children at some point. It just happens. Um, So that's something we're just going to come back to and come back to and come back to. Um, Life is messy. It's just about living and and thriving about where you are and in that moment. Um, So we've kind of talked through like how to combat some of those things. Is there anything that you would recommend that we can do like daily to kind of help keep ourselves from even going down that road? I would say daily tell yourself, here's what went right today. Mm -hmm. Because our brains are wired for negativity. Yeah. Like that, I think at some point that served us well as a human race, right? Mm -hmm. Like because you see a stranger coming, you're in your... I don't know, covered wagon, (laughs) right? I'm going way back here. Back in the day. You see a stranger coming and you immediately think, friend or foe, I have to be on guard. Yeah. You know, and, um, or you hear a noise outside your house, you immediately think, and that was for survival. Yeah. But our brains have never kind of switched out of that. So we immediately think negative, Mm -hmm. negative, negative. And especially with this imposter syndrome or this I'm not good enough feeling, Mm -hmm. like then that's our filter through which we see everything. So maybe like I had a really good day playing with my kids and we had so much fun, but then I yelled at them at nap time. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I think, gosh, I suck. Yeah. I suck as a mom, but my kids don't think I suck as a mom. And so I have to remember like, okay, here's what went well today. Mm -hmm. Here's what, what went well and here's a plan for how I can do things differently tomorrow. Yeah. Like, um, one thing I did when I was a mom of younger ones is, mm-hmm. like, plan only one thing in a day. Yes. Because, yeah. like, I feel like playdates weren't even a thing when I was a kid. <laughs> My mom was just, like, doing dishes all day. I don't know. But I love it that we do it. Yeah. But you can fill yes, your you can. day so much that you're exhausted and yeah. then at the end of the day like stuff is everywhere yeah. and I'm not re- really prepared for tomorrow so I kind of after like having lots of crabby days realized mm-hmm. okay that's too much for me like yeah so instead of thinking I suck think okay mm-hmm. what went right what went wrong what can we do differently tomorrow Ugh, self-reflection is just key um with handling all sorts of negativity and the one thing that I also really thought was great when you were talking about, um, you know, I suck, I'm a bad mom, but my kids don't think so. Um, there's a big difference between shame and guilt. Um, shame mm-hmm. is I'm a bad person. Guilt is I've done a bad thing. Um, and shame isn't true. And it's not something you would say to any of your friends. Um, and it has to stop. You got to stop shaming yourself um, because nobody wants you to live like that. But when you think through guilt, it helps. It's a, it's a place for growth. Like I yelled at my kids when we did this. Okay. Well, exactly what Christy was talking about. Well, what can we do differently tomorrow that we don't set ourselves up for failure? Yeah. That we're potentially in that same. Do we need to go to bed earlier? Do we need to have a lunch earlier? 
hungry tired child is a bad bad combination. Hungry tired mama. Is oh a bad yeah. Combination. So so and I I actually say this all the time. Like I don't want to set my kids up for failure. So I don't want to miss lunch. I don't want to miss nap time. I don't want to miss these things because I know the end result is everyone being upset and angry. Um. Can I add one more thing? To yeah. That? I think, too, like, when that's our narrative in our head, mm-hmm. like, it actually keeps us from doing our best. Because if we wake up the next day thinking, I suck as a mom, mm-hmm. how am I going to survive this day? We're not thriving. Yeah. And so if instead, you know, you think about, like, if your kids are in sports and you can choose between this coach that's like, you guys get out there, you're terrible, mm-hmm. you're missing all the balls, blah, 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 as opposed to this coach who says... You guys have so much potential. Like, mm-hmm. here's what we're going to work on. Like, of course we're going to pick that coach. Yeah. But we don't do that to ourselves. Mm-mm. We coach ourselves in the most harsh, abrasive ways. And it actually, like, we think, well, if I don't do that, I'm not going to accomplish anything. But mm-hmm. actually, we're keeping ourselves from doing the things that we feel like we're supposed to do or that we're designed to do. Yeah. I think another thing that I would really encourage you guys to do um, when you're in these moments of doubt or um, that you're not enough, first of all, you are enough. You are more than enough. You are worthy. You are capable. You are worth love. Let's just put that out there. Um, But also, when these negative thoughts are rolling through your mind, um, speak them out loud. Because it's really easy to have a negative internal voice, but when you hear yourself speaking it out loud, it it makes it accountable. Like it's an accountable thought that, you know what, I'm really not a terrible mother. Would I have done something different? Probably, but I'm not a terrible mother. Um, so just kind of speaking these things out loud and hearing that they're not true. They're not you at all. They're your perception of how you did or didn't handle a situation. Um, So I think there's just some great ways that we talked about of just managing some of these self-doubt, some of this um, self-loathing, because I know some of you do that, and Mm -hmm. I hate that. Um, But there's just some strategies that I feel like can really pull away um, from what we talked about. Um, But one of the things I would love to ask you, Christy, is what is one thing that you are glad that you've done as a mother? in raising your children? One thing I'm so glad about is joining a mom's group. Mm-hmm. Because having, first of all, playdates, because I love to yeah. <laughs> but other moms who are in the same phase of life as me, that we could talk through some of these things. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I really feel like I'm feeling at that. Oh, me too. Here's one thing that I've tried that's helped, you know, and you can just bounce ideas off of each Mm -hmm. other and encourage each other. Like, girl, we all do that, you know? Yes. (laughs) So I'm so glad about that. I'm Mm -hmm. so glad for um, the mom's group that I was in. It was so helpful. Yeah. And um, I'm also so glad about limiting that. Yeah. (laughs) Because I am like... Half extrovert, half introvert, right? So I'm going to do all the things and people think I'm so extroverted and I go home and crash. Nobody talked to me. Yes, I need some moments of silence. And so like we really built that in. Uh I mean, quiet time, long past nobody, past the time that people weren't napping. (laughs) It was still a thing because I needed it. They needed it. They were getting at each other and it was overwhelming. So... 
Um, those are two of the things that I'm really glad I did. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's the fun question. Here's the harder question. Um, what is one thing that you regret that you've done as a mother? Things I want to say out loud. I know. I know. <laughs> now, this is our place to be vulnerable. It is. Right? It is. Because we help others by working through some of the things we could have done differently. Yeah. One thing that comes to mind is because I doubted myself so much, I feel like I let other people speak too much power into my decisions. Yeah. Like I didn't trust my intuition enough. Okay. So just a little example is like I weaned my daughter before she was ready and before Mm -hmm. I was ready because... Someone walked by at some point and said, oh my gosh, she's still nursing. And this internal voice said, I guess I shouldn't still be doing that. Instead of saying, yeah, she is. Like I didn't have the confidence to trust myself that it was the right time for us to, to still be doing that. So, I mean, and just... You know, my parents had a different way of discipline yeah. than I did. And so there were times I was like, ooh, maybe I'm not doing it right. Or yeah. maybe, but, but I was, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I knew my kids yeah. more than anyone else. And so I just wish I had had more confidence to trust my intuition more. Because I feel yeah. like I waffled a lot. Like, oh, I think that's right, but maybe not. Yeah. Um, not that it, you can't be teachable, you can't yeah. learn. You know, I was reading a lot of books and talking to a mm-hmm. lot of people, but in the end, you are the mom for those kids. Absolutely. And you are the wife for that husband, and you are the person in that yeah. job. And so you have to just trust yourself. Ooh, so good. So good. All right. One of my favorite questions that I like to end our interviews with What is your favorite form of self care? Self-care is quite the hot topic. It is. It so is. (laughs) So I think my answer might be different than some other people because I feel like there are real sort of commercial ways to do self-care. for sure. Um, You know, and I love all of those. Like, I really want to go do a float day at the spa. Oh. Really. (laughs) I I love all that. Uh But... For me, self-care has to be, like, really ongoing and less of, like, an event. Yeah. So, like, because I'm a counselor and I hear heavy things all Mm -hmm. day, self-care for me means looking for balance, looking for beauty, Mm -hmm. looking for funny, looking for humor. So, you know, watching a funny movie might be self-care for me or just taking a walk in the woods and noticing, noticing beauty. Mm -hmm. Um... Sometimes I listen to music. Sometimes I just really enjoy the silence and yeah. the reflection time and um, time to plan and time to think and time to reflect. Yeah. Like that's that's for me. So I think there are things I probably do kind of like daily, like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't watch a funny movie every day, but right. I look for things that are funny. I might like yeah. watch a little clip of something funny that oh, makes yeah. me laugh. <laughs> um, and then, you know weekly I might spend some time kind of reflecting and thinking and then a couple of times a year I go on a road trip with girlfriends and mm-hmm. I just totally trust my husband to take care of things at home and <laughs> sometimes I come back to like mm, that's not how I want to come but that's okay 
like everyone's alive. <laughs> yes, everyone is alive. I gotta catch up a lot of laundry, yeah. but that's okay. Um, but yeah, just girlfriends and laughing yeah. and um I love podcasts, so that's why I'm so excited for <laughs> doing this. But listening to podcasts on a yeah. road trip, like those kinds of things you can't do every day or no. every week, but I build those in because Perfect. I look forward to that so much. So good. So good. Thank you so much, Christy. If you guys have any other questions for Christy, I'll be leaving her information for you to be able to get a hold of her. Um, Otherwise, have a great day.